On Second Shot, we tackle two new headlines every week to find out what kind of wisdom the world is dishing out today. And we want you to be a part of that. When you see a headline you want to take a second shot at, or if you're looking for advice, or just want to tell us what you think of the show, email us at secondshotcast at gmail.com. If you like what you hear, rate us on iTunes. This helps us move up in the ratings so more people will see us. And if you want to hear more, subscribe to the show so that the new episodes will get straight to you every single Friday. We love you. Thanks for listening and enjoy. Heath Oaks is a millennial mogul whose ignorance on fire led him to fail his way to success. Jenny Anchando is an Emmy award-winning journalist whose sharp eye and biting wit have led to her storied career in television. Together, they tackle today's headlines in a way only an odd couple with a dash of perfect opposite can. So kick back, relax, and join the conversation. This is Second Shot with your hosts, Heath and Jenny. So my wife kind of frowned upon if I was wearing my Power Rangers suit again for another episode. <laughs> so we had to change into and had to wear like regular real clothes this time. It makes me mad. Well, you know, so if you guys don't know what he's talking about, <laughs> rewind back to the last episode. I think it was 141. And if you didn't see the video version, it's out there on Facebook. But 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 you may not need to. It's tremendous. You might be okay without it. Yes. <laughs> we got Jenny and Zach in, and Matt is still out on vacation, staycation, or Halloweencation. He's still, like, living off of Halloween last week and stuff a couple weeks ago. I will say I like his example of taking time when he wants time. I like yeah, when yeah. you do you. Yeah. You know what I mean? This is his big week that he likes. Yeah. He loves, like, this sort of Halloween fall season, so he takes it off. He, he posts weird pictures on Instagram. Matt does him, and he's going to come back totally revitalized and revived it's true he, he i love the staycation idea i told him this last time we talked about it i was like you, you, it's you very use, non-stressful and you use mm-hmm. all your vacation time so many people don't you end up at the end of the year and you've got a few days you don't know what to do what to do with them like no you just take a week you work on the house right yeah, yeah. he yes. fixes up yeah he, he knocks things out yeah it's very effective. it's very like because sometimes vacations can be stressful Mm. Getting, oh, getting everything packed up and having yeah. the plans organized and, and getting to your destination yep. and yes Stay at home, post creepy pictures on Instagram <laughs> like Matt just does. Just slamming him. We Man. love No, we love I just Matt. don't like scary. And right. he likes scary. It's a little, it's a little, love what it's, he's doing. It's spooky season, or it was anyway, so he was all about it. <laughs> Speaking of seasons, uh, you guys want to keep up with the World Series? Did oh, you watch yeah. that whole thing? Yeah, yeah. Being from Houston, I couldn't avoid it. I yeah. try. like, Because I'm not super into sports. and like, oh, man. <laughs> Everybody from that side of you town. You have to. Uh, a couple Saturdays back, uh, it was game five, and the Astros were down one. Uh, and and I was at a wedding, and people at the wedding like had it open on their phones, yeah. Like during speeches, so I was like, guys, like <laughs> come on, this is a once in a lifetime thing. Two people are celebrating their lives together. No, not not the World Series in Houston. People are watching the game. That's what's going on. That's right. And it's funny. There was actually something that leads to our first headline about that game, specifically that Saturday game. So the Astros started off the game with a 2-0 lead after uh, after getting a home run from Jordan Alvarez. And that home run ball had a really funny arc that we wanted to talk about. Uh, This home run ball got caught by a fan, but he didn't quite catch it in the way most people would expect. See, our fan, Jeff Adams, was holding two Bud Lights. Stadium Bud Lights, which are are a little bit more expensive than normal Bud Lights. Right. And seeing the ball coming his way, rather than try to set them down or grab them, Jeff Adams... Just takes it right on the chest and catches this thing whole, like, just right, just hits him right in the gut. We got a video. You got to see this thing. If you're watching watching. the the video of the show, it's brutal. It is inspiring. 
it's it's hilarious. You got to look at this man. You got you got to see what he's got going on. It's so great. Let's see if we can get it up. Oh oh! Don't drop the beer. Don't. And it hits him. So if you're just watching or listening to the podcast, which is our preferred version, it hit him in the chest. He's got his two beers and he sees it. I mean, he sees the ball coming. It's not like he's sitting behind third base and it was a line drive and he didn't have time to react. I mean, most normal people would have been sitting there watching that ball come and would have dropped whatever's in their hands and or did that drop to the ground, completely moved out of the way, sacrificed any kind of a drink or whatever to get out of the way of a ball flying your way to drill you right in the chest or stomach. I mean, like, most normal sane people would have done that. But no, this man said, I'm not dropping this Bud Light. As DC Eater posted online, Adams showed exemplary beer consumer (laughs) behavior. And now apparently Bud Light is uh, looking for him. <laughs> it's it's funny. He should probably talk to the Nationals because apparently he's a Nationals fan. And when somebody asked him how it felt getting hit by a ball, he said he didn't feel a thing because the Astros don't hit hard. Oh. I was like, wow. <laughs> that's Jeff Adams, good. I know, oh, with the hot takes. Talk that's about being that's the, super quick-witted. Talk yeah. about being in the wrong place at the right time and turning it into the right place at the right time. You know what that's I mean? True. To get hit by a ball, but somehow it might roll into a sponsorship. It goes viral. People are talking about it. I hope he gets a huge endorsement deal <laughs> with a beer company. 15 minutes of fame absolutely. He deserves yes. it. He took a, yeah, he got yes. hit by a ball. What's your guys second shot on this? There's so many. I mean like what Zach just said is is a is kind of um a perfect one as well. Yeah. I mean, you know, so so repeat what you just said. You be talk about being in the wrong place at the right time and somehow pivoting that to be in the right place mm-hmm. at the right time. It's like somehow turning that situation around on its head by doing what nobody would expect, and it works. Yeah, I like that second shot. But doesn't that happen all the time in life? Like like if I was to just say, oh, you're going to get hit by a home run baseball, most people would go, "Uh uh-uh, not me, right? (laughs) True. (laughs) Sure. Because if I didn't explain that, oh, and then then I say, oh, you get hit with the home run baseball, but you get a deal with Bud Light to be in the beer commercials where they're going to pay you and you're going to be um, a face on commercials. Now would you get hit? A lot of people's answers change, right? But guess what? In life, we're not given what's coming next. Sometimes you got to have faith and do that thing that may feel like getting hit with the baseball and may not look pretty, may not feel pretty at the moment in hope and in faith that the good stuff is coming. But if you don't get hit with the baseball, you're not going to get the opportunity at the Bud Light commercial. You know what I mean? I, I mean, actually, yes. I, yeah. it's, such, it's such a good metaphor. Actually, yes, I totally know what you mean. I have been hitting the baseball a few times lately. <laughs> Hit by baseball a few times lately. And I'm waiting for my um, endorsement deal, so yeah. to speak, you know, but in using the metaphor. And I do think that things like that give us hope, you know, to keep going and to keep, like, taking the hits. <laughs> right, <laughs> knowing that you know your your time will come, and you just got to keep sort of yeah. pivoting and turning and looking and being open to those opportunities. Look, if he if he'd have just moved out of the way like a normal person, <laughs> nobody would know who he is. There wouldn't even be any talking, right? So if you dodge the hits, mm. then you're not going to get the reward after you get. There's hits you have to take. Like like honestly, there's hits that are there to help with grit for what they're gonna what's coming your way. You know. Uh, sometimes God gives you stuff to help build that character or build that grit or build that skin so that you can handle what is coming next. And it's like sometimes that's why the lottery people are all going bankrupt because they get something so easy that they they don't value it and they can't handle it and they can't sustain it. 
And honestly, grit is what matters about sustaining some sort of a long-term career. So sometimes we think in life that uh, we want the quick hit, but honestly, we couldn't handle it if we get a quick hit. It's got to be a long journey. Like, you need the hits to happen to build the character, to build the tough skin, to to build the grit inside of you to know that you can handle it when it comes. I mean, that's real. Long-term is real. Like, like fake is quick. Real is long-term. And the hits matter. Like, like as bad as you don't want, like, you, as much as you don't want them, uh-huh. whatever those hits are I that are hitting you, maybe they're hitting you right now. Maybe you're just feeling like everything's coming down wrong. I'm telling you, the only way for you to be on the other side and keep going toward the long-term success and what you want you have to take those because there's a lot of lessons you got to learn to handle the success when it comes. And if you don't have that grit, you're never going to make it. And I think people notice that, yeah. not not specifically just getting hit by the ball, but that decision, right? That that person you are behind the beers. Uh, Jeff easily could have jumped out of the way. If it had been me, I would have moved out of the way. I would have mm-hmm. been like, I can't catch this. I'm going to get hit by it. Oh, no. And I would have moved. At some point, he made this decision that, well... Just going to get hit by the ball. And it totally worked out. And I wouldn't have done that. So I can respect that he's that kind of person to make that decision. Now, here's I'm, the difference. So he wasn't thinking, oh, I'm going to get a Bud Light commercial right. if I get hit. No, no, no. No, <laughs> he just no this knew, is just I an example. You know, yeah. This is just kind of an example. Sure. But, I, but I want everybody to pause on this one line. Sometimes I'll take these things and I'll write them down, like a little post-it or something on the yeah. computer or wherever I need a reminder. But, uh, but back to what Heath said, sometimes you need the hits to happen in order to build the grit, the hits matter sometimes you need the hits to happen in order to build the grit the hits matter so just i mean even just a reframe in your brain when a hit comes for me like that can be really uh degrading and and pull me down for a long time but if i reframe that to hey look it happened and i'm still here like i woke up today and the hit matters and i'm building more grit and sometimes i think i have got enough darn character yeah yeah i don't need any more character building experiences does anybody else ever feel like that like man okay yeah i know the tough times build character but like i've got so much character but but when but really you know that we we can continue to grow and build but when you want to get to the level you want to be at for instance you haven't been there yet to know that you got enough for that yet you see what i'm saying like like yeah. when you want something that big that you haven't seen yet you can't think you already got what you need because you don't even know what it's like to be there right to handle that sure. you, right. you know what i mean true, true, and true. it's better to build that grit on the way up than it just to be catapulted up because that's where people screw it all up yeah the ones who it's the long real journey of the grind they don't screw it up as much that's how the one hit wonders screw up everything because there wasn't as much of that long-term grind and you because you're building all the character, all the grit, all of the things that are needed in order to sustain the level when you get there. Because everybody will tell you that um, most of them, when you get in there, um, is not the hard part. It's staying there. But you, you asked me, too. You'll you ask me times like, well, how did you learn that? Like, if you didn't go to business school, how did you learn that? I can – everyone of mine from a failure that I've had in business yeah. that I made a decision to go in with somebody when – I didn't know it. Did I know about this raising capital, how much I should give away? And then I learned all of that down after the fact of it all. And there's a lot of <laughs> He went and suck. lost all his money. And right. Then he learned how to raise capital. No. Yeah. I mean, but like it, it is. It's one of those that it's like I've, I, I've learned all of those from that. Instead yeah. of I, I didn't I haven't let those define me and own me I, instead of taking the learning option from it where. I wish it would have been a cheaper learn. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But I also believe it's it's pretty important to go through that because then I cherish things a lot more differently. 
a lot more differently. So we're still working on his English, <laughs> but he is excellent in the business world. <laughs> we'll be back in a minute on the second segment of Second Shot. <laughs> makes up words, she translates them. Heath and Jenny host more of Second Shot, coming up on RNCN. Okay, you guys, we have been working on this partnership for a while. This is a company that we've used as a couple, we've used individually, and now they are on board as a sponsor. So we're giving a big shout out to myllc.com. You used them back in the day, right? I've been using like when them, you first got started in business. I've been using them for 12, 13 years. It was the easiest thing in the world. If anybody's thought about setting up a company, paying big lawyer fees, they think it's a big you know, mountain of a task to take on. But with myllc.com, if you go on their website and you call them, if you're doing an S-Corp or C-Corp or anything, they're going to walk you through it. They won't make you feel dumb. And they're going to handle every process every year from now on from you, the stuff with the state and all of those things. So if you have any rental property outside of your own home, you need to have it in a my LL, in an LLC or an S corp or something in order to protect you legally. If you're doing side hustles, you need yeah. to invoice them from the legal entity because it can protect you legally. MyLLC.com/slash/secondshot. There's a coupon code ninety nine uh, MyLLC, right? Well, yeah. All you have to do is go to MyLLC.com/slash/secondshot, and it'll give you ninety nine dollars off, which is super generous. And this is kind of like a limited thing. So if you if you were thinking about it again, you kind of started your side business, you're thinking about getting it going, or you've got a big business. I mean, they work with with all sizes. It's $99 off. The other thing, if you're already on the site, you can use the coupon code 99MYLLC. Again, it's 99MYLLC from myllc.com. This is this is the company we've used for all of our different entities and projects. They've been so great to work with, and we're just excited to have them on as partners. MyLLC.com slash second shot. Go now. Run. Ready? Aim. Fire. Second Shot is back for another round on RNCN. I'm still like living from my episode before. You know, talk about living in the past. (laughs) (laughs) It's a lifestyle. I thought you were like seriously going to have something like good to say there, but no, you just want to dish me again. (laughs) Dish you or dish? Whatever. I'm tired. Why is that? Is that because you were up all night watching Power Rangers and football? That's right. <laughs> Daddy, tired? Are you tired, Daddy? As Bratton will say now. She know. always will, oh, I tired. I tired. You guys, the funniest thing happened. So, and this this relates. I'll make it short. But it relates to expectations, setting expectations. Oh, no. So, uh, Brighton's been potty trained since she was about 19 months old. fully potty trained during the day. I put a diaper on her at night because the research that I read indicated that usually at that age, at such a young age, their bladders actually can't hold it through the night and she sleeps for 12 hours. So anyway, we put a diaper on her at night nighttime i go and pick her up at school and nap time and and yes and nap time right so she's so you know nap at night and we get into a conversation about that and they're like oh she doesn't wear a diaper at nap time i'm like yes she does (laughs) what's been going on so they haven't been putting a diaper on her and she has been not needing one 
Oh. And it made me think about my expectations for her. So I set it up for, oh, she can't, you know, her, her bladder's yeah, yeah. not able. You know, we don't expect it. And That's they funny. expect it. And sure enough, she rises to the occasion. Yeah. And at school, she doesn't need a diaper at nap time. It made me think about, okay, I wonder if I can raise my expectations for her. Like, not be pressure mom, because really, what does it matter to me whether she wears one at night or doesn't? But it just made me question some of the other things I'm doing with regard to, like, her manners and teaching her things. And, like, okay, well, rise to the occasion, little uh, lady. If you expect it, maybe they do. Right. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I like the. Speaking of expectations, we should talk about our second headline. Yes. Uh, ever feel like you're the only one at Whole Foods buying your own groceries? Yes. You might be. So, Whole Foods, uh, for any of us who don't shop there, is an Amazon-owned grocery chain, right? They didn't used to be owned by Amazon. They started in 2017. But they're very much Health Foods, if you don't live near one, I guess, because podcasts are all over the world. Uh, health Foods, Whole, Whole Foods. What's yeah. The, Whole, quick, Foods Whole Foods has health foods, health foods in it. Very yes. expensive yeah. health foods. It's good stuff, though. To our six listeners in Germany last month, by the way. <laughs> I wish I had some German to I know. shout Do out to you. Do we notice to say hi in German? Anyway? No, okay. nothing. Literally, I have zero. Well, we love having you anyway. Okay, so anyway, so Whole Foods has been owned by Amazon since 2017, and Amazon has been running Prime Now Shopping, right? Which is where Amazon Prime administrators, I guess, will run around and f- shop for your groceries for you and bring them to your house for a small fee, just like Amazon Prime, which is super cool. Um, but part of this deal is if you're ordering from Whole Foods, they can do it within the hour. So it's got to be fast. And if you're placing a large grocery order, somebody has to zip around those aisles and get that stuff. And apparently, this has led to some uh, customer complaints regarding the experience at Whole Foods. Because suddenly, you've got people zipping around aisles and taking corners real sharp with carts, uh, like Heath in a go-kart, I guess. Heck and, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's it's been hurting maybe the overall experience. So I thought it might be a good idea to talk about this. I didn't understand. Jenny was reading this. She's like, oh, my God, I feel this. And I'm like, what are you talking about? How do you, how do you like, feel a certain way? I don't understand it. Well, here's the difference. I'm there as a customer shopping. They're there and working. Right. So it's almost like we're, we're so traveling. So you'd say the overall majority is not customer shopping when you it, go. There are, there are a couple. If you live in Dallas, you know, there's the one kind of Highland Park, uh, Lemon. And then there's, I want to say it's Forest and Preston. Those mm-hmm. are the two near us. The one on Lemon, by and large, I swear, every time I'm in there, I'm the, I'm the only one shopping for my own groceries. Wow. Really? Everybody else there is doing the order. It seems to be. And the reason, and at first I was like, oh, that's weird, Jenny. Why are you thinking that? But I noticed they were more into their phones and they weren't as, you know, a, a store like that where things are a little bit pri- you know, more pricey. I will have more conversation with the people I'm purchasing from. I'll ask about where's the fish from? Where's the meat from? I might take some more time. They're more cognizant of like, if you ask for a pound and it's, you know, $12 a pound you only want a pound mm-hmm. like don't give me 1.2 pounds you know what I mean um, so but there's no conversation happening and I actually sometimes I'm home with Brighton all day so like my only adult conversation is at Whole Foods until Heath gets home <laughs> so I'll go there and you know have conversations and stuff but the vibe has totally changed where they are having people doing shopping for other people because they're working and I'm shopping. It's introduced a different set of priorities for people in the environment, right? When I was hosting at a Tex-Mex restaurant after college for a few months, uh, people started coming in from DoorDash, which at the time was a new thing. It was yeah. like, what's this DoorDash thing? And slowly over time, like you get less people just coming in casually to pick up their food for their family or whatever, and more people who are on the clock, who are much more focused on, hey, I need to get this done now. Yes. I have my head down. I'm working. I'm doing my thing. It's just different. It's totally different. And I wonder if Whole Foods, like if this can just be an example. And, you know, I mean, I don't mind shopping in there with any, you know, whoever's in there working Mm -hmm. or whether they're shopping for their own groceries. But I I just wonder if this will be an experiment or something that the rest of us can learn about environment and about what people value when they come into 
uh, a certain setting, especially when you're at the price point that Whole Foods is at. Mm -hmm. Like, what's the expectation? I also shop at Aldi. When I go to Aldi, I don't expect anyone to talk to me because Aldi is dirt cheap. Yeah. You know what I mean? I go in there, like they are on sale. I don't know. Maybe there's like a piece of moldy bread. I don't know, but it's so cheap. I'm going to cut off the mold and I'm going to buy it because it's like a dollar. I love it. So it's different. And I just, it makes me think about some of, you know, some of your businesses that maybe are more of that high end. I'd be really careful about the measures that you take to, to cost cut for your profits because part of that experience is what people are going for. True. See what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, I like that second shot. Yeah. So, uh, I, you know, it'll be interesting to see how this all plays out. Maybe one day, no, none of us are going to be shopping for our own groceries. Um, but just be aware of who your first customers were. The people who came in and bought their groceries are the people who built this big business that mm-hmm. allow you to charge $12 a pound for your fancy meat. But isn't it also one of those things when you talk about evolving in, into stuff and that, um, you know, I, I catch myself, I mean... If I have a, if I'm shopping by myself, or if I was doing any of that by myself, I would probably almost have my earbuds in, listening to a podcast and learning something. And then I go, you know, I wonder if I'm missing out on some stuff. Of, I mean, but I also have so much interaction with people so often with with what I do yeah. and doing it that it's like times that I don't want to. But I also know that I've made a lot of connections with people out of random places back in the day. Whenever I would have none of that gear, uh-huh. none of that stuff, and I would have to talk, and I would talk to everybody and anybody, right? And then how, how it almost makes you become, you know, like a hermit, you know, kind of getting back in and, and not wanting and, you know, like see people like, oh, crap, I don't want to talk over the other way. But like that connection is so important still. I do think we're missing some human connection, with, you know, in yeah. those types of settings. I really do. Um, there's a gentleman who works at the... Um, I wonder if he ever listens to the podcast. I don't know. I know he used to to watch Fox, but um, at the north location of Whole Foods, and he always says hi to Brighton, and it's a really fun social experiment for her. And for you know, he'll ask like, "What are you guys getting? What are you doing?" And to me, that's important for me to see that with her. But I, if she's not with me, I don't prioritize that as much. Mm-hmm. And I wonder why that is because that human interaction is just as important for for me, for Brighton, and for him in his job. You know, because he's hired there for for a certain reason, a certain set of skills. And don't you think that we have more job satisfaction when someone properly thanks us for the work that we're doing, when someone properly acknowledges the work that we're doing? Yeah. See, I, I thought about it on my second shot was that was that fact of how to differentiate yourself. People all the time are like, oh, that person is lucky. They got a break. They got this. You know, um, There was a story back with the World Series. There was a, um, a lifelong national Washington Nationals fan that was a security guard uh, crosser. And, and, and all of the families knew that he loved the Nationals, and they all chipped in and bought him World Series tickets. Wow. Now, cool. do you think that he had earbuds in his ear and just let kids cross? No. No. He danced. He was vibrant. He talked to everybody, and he was a dancer. Made it like kids couldn't wait to get to cross the road with him because he was so fun. Now, do you think that if you were just earbuds in and you were, your head – like here's what a lot of these other security guards go, oh, he's lucky. No, he did more. He did more than everybody else. And that's the thing. No matter what position, like you're talking about the guy at the Whole Foods that, that takes the extra with it, you know? That's somebody you remember that yeah. you would, if you and ran And if I was starting path, a company, you, would think you know who I would think of to hire? Him. Yeah. And I go back to it and I think about, um, like, there was a guy in the, in the cafeteria in the building I'm in that was... He remembered everybody's name immediately. He was the most vibrant person I've ever met. Talked to everybody, anybody, didn't matter what it was. Like, he was very extra outgoing. I tried to hire him so much, it's unreal. 
and he ended up getting another big he loved the restaurant business though and ended up getting a bigger deal and a bigger deal to where he's killing it now but that has to matter like it's not that people are just lucky maybe it's these little things that can differentiate yourself that little bit of of no matter if you like a lot of these people it's not that they a lot of people will think well that's just their personality they love it not all the time they make themselves do it because they know it can it makes them better it makes them different Think about that in your career and all of that. Are you the person that people can remember because you're kind of overjoyous? Like you're 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 mm-hmm. asking people questions. You're you're asking them who they are. Those are the things, believe it or not, that matter. Would yeah. you agree? Oh, a hundred percent. A hundred percent. And I think that sometimes maybe the people are not friendly because they're not in a position that they like. But guess what the quickest way to get out of the position you like is? Is to overperform and overperform and overperform and overperform. And eventually, you know, that will get recognized, right? Yeah, absolutely. And for anybody out there who's like me and keeps their earbuds in all the time and is thinking, no, 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 people <laughs> don't notice. People don't notice this kind of thing. Look at the headline. Between grocery shopping and, and Whole Foods and everything else, gro- shoppers notice. Yes. People notice this kind of stuff happening. It's human enough that you don't miss those little details, those little moments, you know, that matters. And when you do the little extra, like when you're the dancing security guard that kids can't wait to it, people notice that more than anything else because nowadays it's so different and dynamic mm-hmm. to be somebody who says hi on the elevator, who compliments somebody, who does those things, and you never know who it is. Like that security guard. Has never, you know, he just did that to make his jo- his job enjoyable, more than likely. Like, remember when you made fun of me for saying hi to the guy at Starbucks this weekend? Yeah, that was just, but you never, but you never do that. <laughs> yeah, well, but, but I know him because we go to that Starbucks every Sunday morning, and I, know, I was but, like, hey, and he's like, oh my gosh, creeper. Yeah, like from I'm like, across, no, but he's like our guy. Yeah, I, I, I guy. never get to walk inside. I always got to stay outside with Charlie. True. Oh, yeah. keeps me outside. Do that. But but differentiate yourself. It's not that other people are just so lucky. They do the little things that matter. Nowadays, the the good news is, nowadays the little things are very easy to do. It's saying hi to people. It's it, it's complimenting people. It's it's being um, somebody that is engaging others and asking questions is literally the thing that can differentiate yourself and make sure people do not forget who you are. We'll be back in a minute on the third segment of Second Shot. That's what I call ignorance on fire. More of Heath and Jenny still to come. Okay, we wanted to take a quick minute to tell you guys about a company called Energy Ogre. So Heath and I have been using this company for years to save money on our electricity. Uh, We've told you guys about it for for months and months and months too. So basically what they do is they shop around your electricity and then they find the lowest option and then they manage it. So you know how if you notice your rates are going up, you might call around, but but who really does that? So they do that for you. The deal is that it costs $10 a month, and if they can't save you anything, then they you get the $10 back. So for us, what we noticed is it cut our bill at least in half. So we're talking, we were upwards of 200, maybe a little more than $200 a month. Now we're down to 100, yes, even in the blazing summers here in the Dallas area of Texas. So it's energyogre.com. So here's ogre. It's O-G-R-E. So E-N-E-R-G-Y-O-G-R-E.com. And they actually give us a deal for Second Shot listeners. So if you would like to use it, the discount code is Second Shot. 
so you can try it for free and see how it works. Again, it's really not a risk because if you get on there and they can't save you any money, then they don't charge you anything and you'll get to try it out for free with the code second shot. Kick off your boots or suit up. The choice is yours. Welcome back to Second Shot on RNCN. Down, 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 down. Here's the thing I got to tell y'all. Tell I'm us. sitting number one in both of my fantasy leagues right now, and it makes me very happy of myself. He's feeling on top of the world, everybody. Enough to humble brag on the podcast, oh, yes. No, there's not it's nothing no humble, humble about it. It's straight up brag. I mean, I'm, I'm number one. I'm a sole number one in both leagues, not tied with anybody. Yeah. No, no, I don't deal with that little messy nonsense. I am sole number one. Numero uno God, in both leagues. God. How am I doing on mine? I don't know. I, you know, why don't you look at your own fantasy? Heath is straight up godlike right now, guys. I, yeah, just you can't touch level. him. Just another <laughs> level when you when you can do that in both leagues. You're you know just what I mean? too good. Yeah, I remember back when the whole season started. You guys had that story about being in the car. Yeah, Jenny, and Jenny was on draft. a laptop. Yes, that's right. <laughs> I really am. I'm really like elevating myself to be to be a valuable component of our family. It's yeah. a team effort, you know, as it, it relates is. to fantasy. I will yeah. say that it week I definitely or week eight I won. Okay. Against Gigum Cowboys. Yeah. I'm in a league that's also a part of a reality show type podcast called First and Tens. Yeah. Uh, and so if you guys want to follow along on that, it's a little bit You're of a You're tied for second. Yes. Nice. This is my first year in fantasy. Right up at the Not top. Not to brag, but I've been using the keys to second shot success in yeah. order to navigate my way through oh, yeah? this process. So, yes. What has that been? I mean, just like all the things we talk about on the podcast, I oh. use it, I manifest it, I set systems in place, like I get up sure in the your morning, checks it I for make you. sure I have my system <laughs> is making sure that I have, you know, let people who are, who are good at certain things thrive in those areas, and I let that's, him do my smart picks. leadership. That's real leadership. Thank you. Right. Letting Thank other, you. you know, letting let hiring the right people and letting them do their deal. I've hired Using, the right people. Putting the right people in the right spots. Yeah. yeah. That's right. Using your roommate, who's just incredible at fantasy football and can't yes. be stopped, to yeah. help you. You know, there's nothing wrong with Incidentally, that. Incidentally, I did not ask. Ask Zach, no. which is also good hiring on my part. Hey. Zach has not watched a game in hey. I don't know how long. To be fair, there is such a thing as beginner's luck, and I'm a big believer in it. You might be number one <laughs> if I had done those picks. That's, we'll never know. Dang no. it. We'll never know for dang sure. Dang it, oh, Zach. That's good. Yeah, that's good. Oh, it is true. You Ignorance know, is bliss. I, if, if, we, if we had people that would take the time to leave ratings and reviews, we could read a couple ratings and reviews, but since, you know, nobody has... Got on to leave ratings and reviews. We don't have any to Wait, read. So. Are you sure that there <laughs> yes. are not any? Yes. Oh. I mean, it's just pitiful, guys. Come on. The shame. And if, you, and if you're list, if you're watching right, if you're watching right now, um, understand that you can. You know, one of the great things about podcasts that I fell in love with was how I can walk the dog at night, take a walk, or any of those. Um, maybe I'm mowing the yard. All those little tasks, like I can do something that can help feed my brain. So like. If you're watching, if you go to your, if you have an iTunes, if you have a um, um, iPhone, you can go to the little Purple Deal that's podcasting. You can listen to them all right there at any point. You can also Stitcher, SoundCloud, and you can listen to these, and you don't have to sit in front of, of the camera and watch it. And so you can be doing a whole lot of different things and do it. So that's one of the things I love the most about the podcast. So if you go to those and leave us a rating review on iTunes, we move up so other people can see us. So we'd appreciate any of that. We actually yeah. do have two new reviews. 
Really? Yeah, we have. Yeah, we do. Um, oh, snap. This one's from Huba Wit. It says some podcasts are entertaining, some humorous, some informative, but this one combines all and actually adds value to my life. I always walk away learning something, and I love Jenny's unique perspective and point of view. She takes time to explore topics from every angle. Her guests are interesting, and Heath is hysterical. Subscribe and listen. Y'all thank me. <gasps> thank you. That's so sweet. I don't, I, don't, I don't have that at all. I'm a big, maybe this was just a personal one. For I'm me. a big fan of any review that's like Jenny's fantastic. Oh, and Heath's pretty good too. <laughs> <laughs> this one was not written by me. I have another one. Um, I don't know, babe. But, but I, this one's from Tip Rockstar. She says, one thing I look for when I subscribe to podcasts is a shift in perspective. Love the second shot helps to elevate the listener's perspective and in turn their life. Love Jenny and he's dynamic. Always learn something new and get a good laugh at the same time. So thank you to our friends who have been rating and reviewing. I don't know why they're not popping up on Heath's app. But again, if you're watching this on some other platform, YouTube or something like that, go and subscribe because that's the only way you're going to get the second shot sit downs and all of these. And then you can listen to all 140 episodes and do a little binge listen, which is what that's the way that I listen to podcasts, too, is I'll find somebody that I like and I'll listen to all of their episodes. You know what I mean? To kind of like follow the journey of their their life and all of that. So thank you to those of you who have left reviews very kind thanks guys are you ready for our question of the week i think so oh i'm gonna say this one as i have not yet thought about my answer for it i'm still working on it but here is our question and by the way we do these questions and answers in the second shot group so if you want to kind of see what everybody else is thinking on this one yeah here it is we're diving deep what fact about yourself took you the longest to understand what fact about yourself took you the longest to understand and zach since you came up with the question oh that's so i went first last week that is unfair okay Heath, can, we get a, can, can we get a hail mary from fantasy <laughs> yes. football pro heath oaks over there oh yeah always up uh, number one in both leagues. <laughs> in case you haven't heard i need a i need a shirt that is says number one number one yeah just do you not have one of those shirts oh i'm sure i do yeah <laughs> I'm sure you have a number one. Now shirt. we know it's so, getting for Christmas. <laughs> so when you ask the question, the the number one fact that took you the longest to understand is this, uh, like, it's using stall tactics. No, what I'm trying to understand I'm, is when em. you try to understand, like when you say a fact to understand about yourself, right? Mm-hmm. So was it something that you're saying that you had to grapple with for a long time, or is it something that yeah. just came out of the blue? I mean, you or, could take the question however you want. But, yeah. But, but yeah, it could be something that you've grappled with, or something that you're like, oh my gosh, I didn't realize that. Yeah. I, I, to me, it's I'm trying to think of things that, yeah, it took me like years to come to understand about myself. You know, like deep kind of character traits or flaws that I was like, that I really, you know, didn't understand until later. But okay, now I so I had, oh, I, I had a leadership um, consultant one time where we did a lot of the, the feedback stuff with people. And I've always tried to, and, and, and the good thing was is when she laid it out and she said, before we look at all of the answers and stuff, okay, understand that's only good or bad if whatever your legacy is doesn't match up with what people are seeing in you, right? So, so I loved that Ooh. setup, how she did it, because she goes, all of it, it's nothing is good or bad, but if you have a legacy that you want to be left of one thing and, and what people see you as is a different, then you may want to work on that because it doesn't match up with what you want. And I'll never forget this one time was the most deals that I've always tried to know that I want to help others get where they want to get to. And I want to be, you know, kind of help guiding in that. And I had um, somebody that had a lot of feedback on um, the fact that I would, and, and I still struggle with this today, um, and is that my consensual was down. Mm-hmm. That um, and, and consensual can lead to the fact that people don't think you care about them. 
um, which was lining up with the legacy I didn't want. And so the interesting thing was because he felt that I would ask questions at times, but I already knew the answer, but I knew that it was the right thing to ask you and get your input. But I basically was going to do everything I could to talk you into seeing it the way I did, no matter what. So like in all reality, I really didn't care what your answer was. I was doing what checked the boxes by asking you the questions and knowing I needed to ask it. And I never thought that in, and then, but, and then that in return can make somebody feel like you don't care about them. That's where it all came back to. And that hit me like a ton of bricks that how that I was moving so fast. I would, I would ask, but I really didn't care about your answer. I was going to try to talk you into my way. And it's been a very long process still with me that I'll, I'll try to move fast. So I don't really want to explain it and take the time to do all of it. I just want to move, but how that can make people feel and that's something I got to keep remembering. And so it's been a fact that has been definitely a work in progress for me and been a constant kind of, um, you know, asking questions for the true answers versus what just know I need to check a box. I think that's super honest, first of all. Well, I mean, someone had to point it out to you, but yeah. it's honest that you own it instead of saying that woman's wrong. Um, that's a good one. Ooh, that's tough. And I think that probably all of us do that a little bit in our own way. Yeah. Um, asking a question because you either want to share your own answer or because you think it's right to just ask the question. And again, question. I think what's important with all of you is you ask answer your you know ask yourself these questions is is it that that taking the approach that Kathleen Jakes you know did with us, which is there's nothing right or wrong about who you are and how you are. There's only stuff you may need to tweak if it doesn't line up with what you want. What she made us do before we even started the deal was write out what we would want somebody to say about us at an acceptance speech. And so when you write that out, then you go, does, what lines up with that and what does not? So it's not right or wrong. She made, that, they, she made that point over and over. There's nothing right or wrong with you. Just make sure that there are things that maybe don't line up with what you want to be viewed as. Yeah. And make those changes. Be the person you want to be. Yeah. Yeah, that actually means a lot. Mm-hmm. So I got one. Uh, mine was understanding, and, and I think, you know, everybody grows and changes. This is not the, I don't think this is the biggest thing I'll discover about myself in my life. You know, I think okay. this is just something real recent that's come up that I think is really big is understanding this like vast and deep fear of commitment I have. Okay. That I just really struggle with. And it took me a long time to figure that out growing up, you know, going through high school and college stuff. I was always the guy that wanted to ride shotgun. I don't want to drive anywhere. Okay. And I don't just mean like in a car, but I mean just generally in life. I don't want to be responsible for making decisions. I just want to tag along. I just want to, I'm on for the ride. And and I think a big part of the reason I feel that way is because I, I look at the world around us and people talk about odds all the time. What are the odds? Small world, we'd run into each other like this. It is. The odds are astronomically slim that anything is guaranteed in life. So whenever I sign a lease for a year saying I'm going to pay rent every year, every month at this time, always, and I'm always going to do this and I'm going to always be this person, like... I really struggle with that. Oh, interesting. Because the guarantees like that like, are just so tough for me to wrap my brain around. So few things are guaranteed in our lives. So few things. And it's, in a way, really frightening to me. And, which, and which explains why, she, why it took him like 10 years to propose. That's right. Yeah, that's why it took me nine years. And, and, and that was something that was a big problem. Like, I'd, you know, talking to my family and, and friends, they'd say, you know, what's, what's taking so long? I'd say, well, things are great. Things are great the way they are. Things are perfect the way they are. Like, Christine and I, we get along so well, and things are great, and we've been together so long, like, we know each other. We're common law married. What's the difference? Yeah. Um, oh, but commitments, <laughs> right. And that's what I mean. It was, it was kind of coming to figure that out and figuring out, okay, I, I seem to have this big fear of this and kind of starting to wrap my head around it. And it's something I still struggle with, but I'd say that's, that's my answer. 
Coming to understand, I seem to have a fear of guarantees for some reason, which doesn't make any sense. I think that it's, I mean, it's good timing that you're realizing this now as you go into marriage. You know what I mean? One of the most, I think so. Not the most important commitment that you'll make, but I'm impressed with you for recognizing what was in front of you and going ahead and and persevering and making that commitment. Yeah. And being able to say it on a podcast and feeling like, okay, this is how I grapple with this problem. Thousands of people now know. Yeah. (laughs) Thanks, guys. So. I would say that um, something that has, I want to make sure that I'm framing this correctly with the question, something that has taken me a long time to understand is that I will always question. Um, Like with regard to, so for example, for faith, you know, this is very conflicting in the world of faith because faith is about sort of learning, but like not really questioning in, in a lot of uh, stereotypically religious type situations. So I struggle with the fact internally, like, well, I'm still questioning this. I still don't know every single thing that happened in there. So so faith and questioning are two vastly different things. So I've struggled to, fi- to, to realize that just because I continue to question and dive deeper doesn't mean I'm not a faithful person with regard to uh, spiritual faith. So then that also relates to all other aspects of my life. And I, uh, I think that what's been helpful for me to understand is that means that I continue to grow. So if I never question anything about my faith, I would never go any deeper into the Bible, for example. I would never look any further because it'd be like, well, my parents introduced me on the, we were listening to this book and they referenced the Precious Moments Bible. Like they introduced me to the Precious Moments Bible when I was, you know, four and I've just continued on this faithful journey. So my questioning, I think, has, uh, will continue to serve me. But um, the internal struggle I've had to just let go of and realize that doesn't mean anything's wrong. It means I'll just continue to question. Same thing with jobs, same thing with contracts before I sign something, before I get into, I mean, probably the quickest thing I ever did was Mary Heath. <laughs> that was the thing that I questioned the least. Which, right. You know, I got this figured out. Here or there, that's what I did. I, tend, I tend to have that effect on people. But the rest uh. of the stuff, I mean, I really question and then it makes me doubt. It gives me self-doubt because I think, why are you, like, why can't you just go with it? Um, and now I think I have a greater understanding of that's just the way that I am. That's why the profession of journalism was really enticing and interesting to me because I do have so many questions for people. Yeah, I, I want to know why things work the way they do, why people chose certain things. Um, and I also know that it can limit me in wanting to launch projects because I question so much that I don't do it. So I think now that I have an awareness about that. Understanding that. Yeah, I can know. know when okay. to put it aside and when not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So gotcha. that's that. I'd be curious to hear your discussions. And again, I brought this up last week, but I think these are going to be good holiday questions. Yeah. Take these to your family get-togethers to keep things, um, you know, positive on on the, on the up and up, and more about learning about each other. So ask the question one more time for everybody. What fact about yourself took you the longest to understand? It's a good one. It's a deep cut. I like it. Where can they find you? JennyAnchando.com. But mostly, I would love to see you in the second shot secret Facebook group or on the Instagram page at Second Shot Podcast. I know that thousands of you are listening and watching um, and I'd just, I'd love to connect with you there so that we can continue to grow this group. At Apple Zacintosh on Twitter and Instagram. Facebook.com slash groups slash Second Shot. Come chime in on the question. Leave a rating and review guys. We appreciate it. Thanks for listening. At Heath Oaks at Ignorance on Fire. Go to myllc.com slash Second Shot and check out our sponsor and get $99 off getting your C Corp, S Corp or LLC done and completed. I love you and we'll see you next time. Bye.